0: Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube.
1: episode 34 of another woodshop podcast a podcast so fire that they called in the fire department Oh, nice. justin from rusted grains designs that was good tampa is here that fire he's been on, working
2: mate? on that intro for three weeks
1: i have been playing this for three weeks and i can find I, w- I was gonna share it and i couldn't
2: because i good. a good cold I'm real That's what's good. going on I'm man real. i'm not, he's real. An he's
1: not an ai he's real yeah, he's, he's not an ai he's not nope. a
2: bot he's not a deep um, fake <laughs> a russian <yep>. deep fake <laughs> I don't know. I you guys keep telling me I met him at WorkbenchCon and I don't recall any of it. <laughs> oh
0: man. He doesn't Listen, remember. Listen, before oh, no. oh, you remember, <laughs> you remember. Into
2: anything. You remember.
0: We gotta go over this real quick. <laughs> Dan, Dan We were talking about WorkbenchCon and Justin was talking about WorkbenchCon and Dan's like, You were at Workbench Con? And here's a little side note. We all hung out at Workbench Con for two nights in a row. And Dan just does not remember it. So.
1: And here's the best part. We hop on the Zoom, uh, Uh, dan and i are here justin joins in it was like dan's like oh hey nice to finally like meet you you know not just like talk and chat and i was like oh yeah me too because i i have never actually met him uh and then an hour later i find out that these two hung out for two nights
3: (laughs) i I found it out
2: too so
1: (laughs) Uh, you know who i wish i was hanging out with though our patrons
0: Smooth, you are just <laughs> yeah, the fire you
1: thing. You are now, right now, patron <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are, uh, wait, yeah, Justin's, Justin's a patron. <laughs> wait, yeah. Justin's a patron? <laughs> get out, get out right now. If you guys want to continue enjoying this awesome First content, all, potentially got a real, get on the I'm podcast, strangle you
0: face going right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I'm
1: talking, it's
2: fine I think it's for um, me. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, a last chance. if, if, if you
1: guys want your, your chance to potentially <laughs> get funny. on the
4: podcast. Shut up, I'm trying sorry, to sell sorry. the podcast. All oh, right, Go ahead, Pete.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm telling the patrons lies. Oh wait, I wasn't supposed to say that. Uh, if you guys want your chance to get on the you podcast. said the
2: quiet part um, out loud. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, but if you want to continue supporting the podcast and getting some great behind the scenes extra content and some more fun, awesome stuff coming in the future, we don't even know what it is. We just know it's awesome. Uh, make sure to support us on Patreon. Check us out at patreon.com/slash Another Woodshop Podcast. Yeah. And this week's only sponsor is our patrons. That's right. They're amazing, and we love them. And thanks, Justin. Anyways, guys, what's on the bench? What's on my bench?
0: Throw it to someone. Make it sound but like yeah.
1: Ah uh, ah uh, uh, Panic! Panic! Justin,
4: Justin go. Me.
1: Yeah, what's on your bench, buddy? What's on the bench? What have you been working uh, on this
4: week? I am finishing up a kitchen island, and we're going to start priming it tomorrow. Got all the drawer fronts installed. Got all the drawer boxes installed, all the hardware installed. And yeah, had a few little hiccups along the way, but worked through them. Is what it is. Custom builds. As you do. Custom builds.
0: You do... Like mostly built-in stuff, right? Um, I mean, and like live edge slab tables and stuff. Yeah, right? I
4: mean, we, like honestly, we've transitioned more into doing the built, built-in cabinetry related stuff. Probably mm-hmm. going on, I don't know, maybe almost two years now. Um, honestly, it's where the money is, and that's right. that's that's what I'm about is the money.
0: Yeah. It's good money. Yeah. I mean, so that's
4: definitely worth it. It's, it's at. from what we found. It's a lot easier to sell somebody on a ten thousand dollar built-in versus a ten thousand dollar walnut desk. It's right. A little bit easier.
2: <laughs> Jabs, so, man. Uh,
4: yeah, I feel like that's an attack. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> Love you, bro. Fort twenty twenty. So yeah, that's that's uh I, honestly, I didn't even know that it was even like a market in this especially in this area um a good friend of mine he actually moved up to milwaukee wisconsin and his name's david bevel timber and he showed me this side and honestly i will throw him out every time i get because i owe him everything like he's totally transformed our business and the way we think the way we like I never, ever, ever cared about having a precision miter saw. And, you know, he showed me the advantages of having that specific tool. And, you know, he basically taught a, taught me everything that I know about the cabinetry. And I still talk to him, you know, on a weekly basis still. Whenever I'm stumped, he's the guy I call. Um, and I'm sure everyone has that specific person that, you know, For they sure. always run to or... You know, that they have them in their back pocket, but um, I'm definitely thankful that he took the time to be able to show us this side of the business because it's opened up so many different doors that I didn't even know was even possible. Obviously, the name Rustic Grain Designs, I didn't think in a million years I would be doing cabinetry related stuff. And I was kind of honestly, I was kind of worried about that specific name. And I thought about rebranding um, right around the 10,000 follower mark. I was like, all right, before I hit 10,000, I need to either rebrand or keep the same name. And so I actually started asking clients, hey, like, what do you think when you saw see my or when you hear my name? Does it like shout out farmhouse does it sh- yeah does it shout out like yeah, <laughs> does it shout out pallet wood nothing against pallet wood but like there's no money in that mm, you know that's trash yeah <laughs> does it shout out mdf yeah, pallet rustic mdf <laughs> so um and they were like no we love it we love the logo we love the name we don't You know, we don't think anything of it at all. You just keep doing what you're doing. It's very
0: consumer friendly. It sounds – it's a good name in terms of like – it sounds like – I think it's very consumable. I think it's a good consumable name. It's very – obviously, it's got where you're from in there and I I think it's a good good name, especially for what you're doing personally.
1: You should do like Rusting Grain and Sons.
4: And Sons, yeah. Because – to bring yeah, them on Got board. a lot
1: of choices. One of them is bouncy. Hop on board,
4: yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just want—I just want to hear Mike actually say my name correctly for once in my no, life. No, I always say it yeah. wrong. It's <laughs> I do too, actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is it rustic grains? Grain. Rustic grain. Design. It's rustic,
0: rustic
2: grain designs. Designs. Yeah. I always say it wrong, but it's rustic grain designs. I,
1: I think I said it right you in did. the intro, but I—I've I said it
2: wrong so many it. times in stories, and then I realized that I say them wrong. And I actually delete them and redo it, so I I catch myself. But I say it wrong all the time too. It's okay. You don't you don't What a noob!
1: Then. I definitely <laughs> didn't re-record I don't even the story, hardly remember like, you. <laughs> I definitely didn't re-record the story like ten times when Justin was originally mm-hmm. going to be on the show. <laughs> just kept messing it up.
2: I still don't believe he's here.
4: I'm here
1: because <laughs> well, it's it, cause you would once you add on Justin from it just screws up the mm-hmm. whole rest of it. Like, it just, <laughs> as soon as I say Justin from, you forget what order it's in. Mm-hmm.
0: I will make a concerted effort Thank you To nail it from moving forward appreciate it Mike of Coffee's Custom Biles Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 Biles Biles No, I do get it wrong every time I'm sorry, I apologize I'll give you a big old old mouth hug When we uh, meet up again at Mm -hmm. (laughs) WorkbenchCon Wait (laughs) Were you at Um,
2: WorkbenchCon last year?
0: He's gonna strangle you.
1: This is when you can uh, continue talking about your. Work, yeah, what else we got going on? Toss what, it to one of the other guys. Uh,
0: that that island is a obviously
4: a client build, yeah, right? For sure, everything we yeah, do is yeah. client builds. We don't. Yeah, that, I think that's what's a little bit unique about our channel and what makes it. Well, one, it's I incorporate Fallon into it. Fallon Dan, this, that is my wife. Fallon, she's the one. <laughs> not Jimmy no, Fallon. Not Jimmy right. Fallon. Fallon is my okay. wife, and she's the one that sprays. With the Fuji, all of our pieces, all of our (laughs) furniture, Um, she basically got thrown into it because I absolutely hate finishing. And I told her, look, we were spraying. It's going to make five kids jokes. Yeah. (laughs) We were were spraying with a, uh, a, like a Graco TC Pro originally and Mm. uh, got hooked up with Fuji. Yes, they did send me the the gun and the system. And people always ask, or, you know, this was, this came up in the pre-show as well about followers, bringing on somebody that doesn't have a lot of followers. It honestly, it doesn't, doesn't matter. And I'm going off on a totally different tangent on this, but, do it. uh, honestly, it doesn't all matter. About tangents. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter about your following. Um, We started working with companies, and this is not a weird flex or anything like that. We started working with companies at a 1,000 followers. There's Red Tools behind me. They jumped on board at a 1,000 followers. Mm -hmm. It's about knowing the right people, being in the right place. We met the director of marketing at WorkbenchCon, the first year of WorkbenchCon. Um, It's just being in the right place. That's all it is.
2: And... Knowing how to communicate effectively. For sure.
4: Yeah, communication's uh, a key point of it as well. But obviously, these companies are investing in you. They're giving you free product. Um, and that's that's all we've ever received from anyone. We've never been actually paid for any content or any of our product or anything like that. Um, so it's an investment like to the company. And they want to be able to see the return of the investment. Um, they don't necessarily have to see it up front, but you have to pitch it. You have to pitch away how you're going to represent the company and, you know, how you're going to gain attention to that brand itself. Um, and that's, I don't know. It's just, I think it's part of my personality and that's why we've done so well, uh, with partnering with specific companies but i won't let any company you know just send me anything it it has to be specific ones but um yeah it doesn't matter about the following honestly if you pitch them a good idea if you have the right uh contact with that company then the sky's the limit like there is no who cares about following uh the biggest thing is is engagement Um, that's the biggest thing that they look at is engagement. Are you engaging with your followers? Do you answer your DMs? Do you engage on your posts? Like, nobody engages better than anyone than my coffee. I mean, I always... (laughs) It's true. Always, always, like, how in the heck do you get 150 freaking comments on this post? Like, it's a post of you cutting... It's trash. Yeah, it's a post of you cutting something (laughs) out of your bandsaw. Like, are you serious? Like...
2: I'm pretty sure my dude. Coffee could take a picture of his toilet and get 200 Seriously. comments. Seriously. He
1: did. He, but he built a rack yeah. around it.
2: Oh, Here's the thing. he did. <laughs> he the built
1: a shelf around it. I about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> the toil- the over toilet shelf? It's yeah, all about the bandsaw shots and getting in tight. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the tight bandsaw shots are the real winners. <laughs> it's that expensive camera. They really are. That expensive camera. It's
1: a Sigma lens.
0: It's that, yeah, that expensive, it's the cheapest lens. M50. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, it's the lens. I got to say that, that. Oh, that, that Sigma lens is 16 dope. millimeter
0: is the best purchase I've the ever The post made. I did today where it's tight shot on the band. Sorry, Justin. That's that That's that nifty 50, dude. You got to get that nifty 50 oh. with that speed bo- speed booster. That's my next we'll one. We'll talk about that on AJ's question. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Justin.
4: Yeah, so, so it, it doesn't matter the following. Um, <clears throat> we just – we w- my personality, I'm very an aggressive person. And I, I've learned over the years because obviously this isn't my – this isn't my first business. This isn't my only income, let's say. I am also a firefighter as well. Um, I've owned for, uh, two other businesses prior to this, a lawn company, which don't really get sponsors with that. But then I also have my fishing charter license. Craftsman. Uh, we're actually, oh, really? Yeah. So I'm a captain as well. We've been dating for almost a year. And this is Can, the you're officer. a captain? Yeah. Captain. So Captain yep. Justin.
1: I, mean, I could have just gotten married by you. I don't have to pay for the stupid uh, no, wedding. No, not that
4: type of captain. <laughs> uh, but I, I still have my license as
2: captain of this boat.
4: Because um, we do have a fire boat at the department as well that I run, and I'm a mentor. So um, we, I did have sponsors with the fishing charter business. So I knew how to uh, talk to these companies mm-hmm. and how to approach them. And it's all about the language. That's all it is. Um, so yeah, we. just we primarily do cabinetry because honestly that's where the money is and if something else comes i mean honestly we'll build anything we built some crazy off the wall stuff already you know a swinging bed that was in the middle of a 1.5 million dollar pool for lucas lagoons like it doesn't matter if you if the client dreams it we'll build it that's basically our slogan so that's on the side of our trailer, but so yeah, that's um, pretty much it about us. Very cool. Uh, Daniel,
0: you have a big bench. <laughs> yes, <That's> thick. <laughs> Dan,
2: what's on your bench? Please <sighs> I'm say sad nothing. To re- I'm sad to report that I don't have a whole lot on my bench. I've been super slammed with. <laughs> Why are you all excited, Mike? I just don't want to hear it. I'm tired of walnut benches and walnut barn
0: doors, and <laughs> there's still a barn door on my bench, but I haven't touched it like a week. <laughs> Actually, I do want to know about your photography photography stuff. You've been very quiet this week.
2: Uh, Usually, you, been, me and Pete talk about like twenty nine, thirty times a day, and it's been yeah. Like almost nothing I've been from I've been super slammed. I've been doing like two sessions a night, and I have a lot of editing to do, and. I just, I'm just like super behind, and I'm trying if to keep hold everybody. If I all that photography
0: heavy. equipment, I could be a photographer.
2: Yeah, you know, <laughs> if I had Tiger Woods clubs, I could be on the PGA <laughs> tour. It's fine.
1: By the way, I just want you to know that in the show notes that I'm typing up right now, I just wrote Dan's got nothing. Dot dot dot. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> comma. Moving on.
2: <laughs> I've been slammed with photo editing. I uh, you were October, be gone, October. Wait, August. What happened? Did Caleb book you a bunch of jobs? Yeah, she does.
1: Well, the weddings are done. Now this is like photo shoots, o- right?
2: Yeah. October is for photographers what April is for accountants. Everybody and their That's brother and I mother. That's I remember
0: after this conversation. <laughs> Until yeah.
2: next October. Everybody in the world wants family pictures with the beautiful fall leaves and everything. and it, it, it's, it's good for the pocketbook, but it is terrible for the shop time.
1: Yeah, you had and like four photo shoots one day?
2: It was I like a had weekday? This past weekend I did 9 total. Holy to
1: smokes. Them. In 2 days.
2: Yeah. Wow. I did 9. And well, to be fair, they are 15 minutes long. I do I do I'm very quick and very efficient with these things. Uh these days. I can yeah, we know I can, we talk to Kayla. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel like that's an attack. Um <laughs> But yeah. I've been doing a lot of photo shoots, and that's that's what I've been doing. I've been super quiet, and that's why. Makes sense. I need to get through October. I made a I made a story today saying, um, I, "I have I'm oh, swimming I thought you in I, I thought you I'm a swimming Dan
3: in photo Mincha. editing." <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's a pre-show joke. It's a real pre-show joke. It's leaking over.
0: <laughs> we got a leaker.
2: I was, I, anyways, I made a story today on my IG that said, uh, I, I'm swimming or drowning in photo editing. Is it Christmas yet? And I, I've had like several people reach out to me and go, What's going on? What are you not going to be in the shop until Christmas? Like, well, it's kind of a joke. I should probably clarify that. I just have a lot of photo editing and it just feels like I'm not going to get out there until Christmas. But it'll probably be, you know, Thanksgiving before I get back out there. Also Thanksgiving a joke. before your... Oh, I was like, really? It's also wow. a joke. Also Have you
0: thought joke. about making your jokes funny?
2: Uh, oh, is that a thing you could do? Is Ooh. that a thing you could do? <laughs> no, I don't know. Ooh. Seriously, when's your
0: photography stuff done? Is it just this month? Is it next weekend? This weekend?
2: Yeah, it really... It, it it's really done when Kayla says it's done. <laughs> <laughs> also true. <laughs> it's done when that story. camper's paid off. Done I, I think. <laughs> did we bring this up last week where I, I was know, talking I was about how... <laughs> I think I talked about how Kayla runs all the administrative yes, stuff for my did. photography. You said it every now. episode. Yep. Yeah. Do I do this every episode? Really? <laughs> no,
1: no. You've just I've heard that
4: 34 times. That was. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you follow me? I do. No,
1: he follows Coffee and he reposts on her.
2: So, yeah, my wife does all the administrative stuff. She schedules everything. I just show up with a camera and edit the photos these days. So That must be nice. I don't even you? know what I'm. I, I don't even know what I'm getting into anymore until she's like, You need to be here, here and here, here and here. And this day you have a day that's off. That's a but very <laughs> diminutive uh impersonation of Kayla. Uh, I love my wife. Um Does she listen to the podcast? Gosh. No, she doesn't listen you know, to this. Thank God. Trite. Uh <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, photography, photography. That's that's my life right now. There's nothing on my bench except for the barn door that's been there all week that I haven't touched. Pete, what's up with you?
1: Oh me, you ask? Well, yeah, I did I'll ask. Tell you all the things I had to write down because I did not remember. Um, <laughs> so Dan and I actually have a lot in common. Uh, we both love Mike. We both hate Mike. And uh, we both got uh De- Dios oh, this week. Oh, Gosh, You should have brought that up. No, too late. Too late. You can't talk. Sh- all z- right, zip it. Um, so yeah, I I'm in love with that sander, and
4: it's I a love very that it nice fits in a
1: sustainer with the other one. The, the vibration on it. I thought the the Deros had little vibration. The Dios is ridiculous. It's a three millimeter throw, so it's a, it's an even smaller throw or vibration or oscillation, if you want to call it that.
0: That's what it is. And it's an oscillating
1: it's, sander. It, it, shh, I'm speaking.
0: Direct electric uh, <laughs> oscillating sander. Not, not
1: linear? But it is. Oh, that's Dios. So I get it.
0: Yeah. Not linear though? Dios. It's not oh, linear. Okay.
1: And when I got it, when I sanded for the first time, I said, I Dios mio. Because, Cause you can't oh help Dios. but make
0: terrible jokes. <laughs> it's not
1: as good. We're here mine. all week, guys. Till next episode. Are you Polish or um, Spanish? Both <laughs> depends on the night.
2: Paredes, <laughs> not good. Kap- move Kapard- on. Move on. Move on. Quick. Quick. Kapardes. Quick. Go um so (laughs) mike's in a hurry tonight
1: (laughs) well speaking of photography i've actually been uh i've been playing around with the camera again with the 16 millimeter sigma lens that mike recommended isn't it dope it's it's incredible so crisp here's the best part i've just been snapping pictures of emma while she's doing stuff around the house does she she know she looks stunning and uh She's in love with that lens too. So she's like, Oh, can we do more photo shoots? I'm like, Yeah, maybe maybe I'll get other Sounds
2: lenses so lame too so we can try why are you them out. I have right jokes that I will not
1: drop because <laughs> yeah, so... she listens to the podcast and I want her to be on board with me getting the nifty fifty. Okay. <clears throat> that
0: fifty's like hundred and twenty bucks, but you do need that speed booster, which is like seventy. That thing's yeah, like it's a three hundred like
1: bucks. It's like a two hundred yeah, dollar
0: investment total. As far as lenses yeah. go, that's cheap. That's nothing. No, I, I know tell yeah. me I know the fo-
4: like about this nifty fifty, if it'll fit my camera or not.
0: You have the Sony it probably won't.
4: Uh, Panasonic Lumix d 8 No, d- it won't.
0: they don't. Oh, I don't it has know. to big. It's got. It's a Canon. It's dope. It's like a. It's like Sony it be, has uh, a Sony has lens. a
2: cheap fifty millimeter lens. Is it good?
1: Yeah, I mean, doesn't all, Sony it, all of them, all have a... Yeah. Sony has a Canon adapter that could potentially fit it too, but but the Panas- well, yeah, he's got years a Panasonic. Yeah, Panasonic. Sorry, we we're just talking, Sony. <laughs> um. Anyways, the PlayStation just came out. No. <laughs> PlayStation just He guys get any xbox or get any... Uh, uh, oh, <laughs>
2: another type of crowd they don't get it it's geek talk I'm so, leaving
1: aside from that I've been in a shop I just I had a couple of days of just like I'm working on some like pine stain they want brown wood wedding projects <laughs> and literally just boxes <laughs> like little risers and I was just, and it's so funny because the clients uh, someone that we know and I just showed my disdain openly. I was like, "Ugh, pine!" I'm like, "Oh, you want it stained? Gross. Fine, I'll do it." Like, they're cool enough with it where I could just like openly say it and they don't get upset.
2: I think Justin and I were thinking of the same joke at the same time. Mike, lo- Mike just looks, is...
4: looks like he's taking a dump right now. I'm s- yeah, <laughs> I'm I think so maybe we, all three of us were thinking of the same joke <laughs> at the
2: same I'll
1: time. Just, <laughs> and I'll just let you guys think it, and all the listeners too. All right. Um, but yeah, I'm working on a couple little projects like that. But yesterday I had some spare time, and I worked on a bunch of uh, French cleat wall holders, but i basically just been, like, knocking them out for all the little things that I use all the time. I, I was make, originally trying to design them for tools I think I use a lot, like, oh, maybe I'll put the sander up there, and, like, my drill. Or, like No, I grab my, like, pencils and marking gauges. Stickers. And, like, random things like that way more than anything else. So, I started making them, tossing them into little bins that I have, and I was about to glue them up, And then our wedding photographers, uh, Dan Delap, Woodworks Photography in Sons. uh, I know they they hit us up. Mine would have been good. Your photos are live. Yikes! (laughs) (laughs) Now, Dan, Jesus. (laughs) photos are phenomenal. Have you seen them?
2: I haven't seen them. I actually kind of want to see them.
1: I like the drone, but the drone shot—they sent over the yeah—the drone shots were Mm. so dope. They sent these photos over, and they threw it like they made a slideshow and everything, and. Holy crap. I've never had photos that good taken of me. Hmm. Um, Have they seen the Facebook
0: one where you're covered in carnauba oil and climbing a rock (laughs) and you're totally covered?
1: Yeah, but that was shot on an iPhone 6S Plus. (laughs) Um, So we were very excited. And like immediately everything got dropped because we had to look at these photos. And what's funny is we went to the site that they sent us the link to like look over them and it was, we didn't realize it was like their favorites that they chose. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) It was our grinder account, and it was uh, it was like a hundred or fifty of their favorite photos, and we're like, "Oh, these are great!" And we're like super overjoyed. And they're like, "Yeah, what did you guys think of this?" And we're like, oh, there's more, and there was like a tab for each section of the wedding with hundreds more photos. So that was the whole night. Basically, I got nothing done. Um, the last thing is, I I'm reorganizing my desk because my desk that I record at is is everything. It's my it's where I work for my job, my day job. It's where he sleeps. Um, where I sleep sometimes. The couch is right here. Me and Dan are couch buddies. Um <laughs> so but I also 3D print design, record, everything at this desk, and I was running out of space. Everything was tossed onto this crappy little IKEA desk. So I uh wanted to add onto it and I got a crappy little Wayfair desk to add onto the side. And you bought it a desk? Office. I just I bought a hundred and fifty dollar Listen, this is a beautiful top. This top is it's face grain on six sides.
2: joking. Face grain on six sides. Face grain on six sides. You
1: can't get that from natural lumber. <laughs> but basically, that's just for the printer. So if, you, if you're watching a video, the printers are behind me. They have their own desk that's going to be just for that and shipping. And I can actually reclaim my desk for IT stuff and recording this beautiful podcast. But basically, that's it. That's all I got done. Uh, Mike, what about you? Well... Well, uh, this week
0: was pretty cool. I took yesterday and today off. Yesterday was my son's birthday, but he went off to your zoo. day job, right? Yeah, off my day job. Um, so I was in. Thank you. I took the day off my job, and I was doing what I prefer doing, <laughs> which is woodworking. So I was. I've got this uh, bench build that I talked about. I finally got to dive into that this week. Um, I'm having a really, really good time building this bench, and you know, it's kind of the added value of. <laughs> I'm, I'm making good money on this job too, uh, which is nice. That always helps. I mean, it, help, it really. And I'm having I'm having a lot of fun. Like there, it's a big You co- get paid a material too. I'll go into that. Actually, I'll go into that in that question we have about that. But um, yeah. So the the job is paying really well because it's from a very large company in the area. It's a it's a retiring vice president uh, at a company. Um, but anyway. I'm really having fun. They gave me entire creative design freedom, and they gave me like four pictures that they would like it to resemble. But I, the lady, I'm, I'm the gal I'm dealing with. I keep sending her updates, and she just like loves it. She loves every second of it. She's oh, following along awesome. on the Instagram now, and she, she really uh, thinks it's cool. So um, that's been really fun. And then I'm getting into the C and C stuff. I've been digging into the C and C this week, which I am really having a lot of fun. And it's also very frustrating. Uh, Just, I don't, it's, you know, it's just another, it's a tool like any other in the shop. Well, it's a tool unlike any other in the shop, I guess. Um, It's like its own like sub category kind of, but there's a lot to learn. Um, There's a lot of different ways to approach things. And it's, you know, I get a lot of (laughs) messages on how people do things. And sometimes it's overwhelming because I'll get a lot of people, I mean, I'll, I'll say, Oh, I'm doing this. And I'll get like, 15 different responses of, hey, I do it like this, and all of them make sense, you know? Um, So it's kind of just like a preference thing at that point, but I'm getting a lot of different information coming from different directions, which I do appreciate. I'm not trying to tell anyone to stop doing that. I really do appreciate the input. So uh, it's just a lot. Like I have a lot of different ways. There's a lot of ways to do things on a CNC, and I'm getting a lot, I'm hearing about all of them basically every time I mess anything up, which is also a lot, which is frustrating. I don't, think I, uh, I don't think there's been a tool I've gotten that I messed up as much as I have on the CNC. <laughs> it's It's been a real uh, learning experience for sure. So um, I think last weekend I broke two bits or maybe it was the weekend before I broke a couple bits. And um, But I, I got this flag design done and I actually really like it. I've actually sold a few of those flags now, which is really cool. I really appreciate the people who supported that. And I was kind of thinking about like – today I was working on this bench – And it's not a huge build, but it's a bigger build. And I was like, man, I really – why do I even want to focus on having these, like, small inventory items that I keep in my shop, like, for an Etsy thing? And it's because, like, I worked on that bench all today for about 10 hours and i enjoyed every second of it but i needed to take a break like i like having multiple projects going on at once i like having like a big project and then a handful of small projects because when i get hit a wall or i get frustrated with a big project i can step away and go do something i'm really comfortable with and it gives me a little bit of um i guess like uh what's the word i'm looking for it's encouragement because I'm able to do something that I'm good at. <laughs> like when quick, I'm quick wins. Yeah. It's a quick, that's perfect. Yeah. Like if I'm doing something like that's new to me, like this bench, I mean, it's an, it's, I've never done an outdoor bench, which in and of itself, isn't a very complicated build and I'm not claiming it is. Um, but it's got a bunch of new stuff for me in it that I've never done before. Um, like for example, yesterday I knocked out some templates for it, for the aprons and the stretchers. They had a slight arc to them that I wanted for the design. And, it's just fun. Like the CNC is really great. I was able to hop in there. I had a design in my head. I hopped on the CNC. I designed the file in about 15 minutes and I had them cut 15 minutes later. The templates. It's amazing. Like it's so incredible being able to do that. Uh, that is such a huge win for being able to build anything. And then um, also I built some, some carts, I guess last weekend, maybe, maybe we talked about it on the show last week. I think week, but did. I talked about it. Did. I did, but like it was kind of relating to what mm-hmm. Justin was talking about, about built-ins. I really do enjoy building carcasses and cabinets and stuff. Like it's really fun to me. I really do enjoy it because it's it's pretty straightforward. Say it right, Justin. I mean, it's you're building the box for the most part, but um, uh, no.
1: until you go to install your perfectly square built-in into a house, that's no. Built so
4: with, that is that is the, the biggest big. <laughs> misconception of cabinetry is you're just building a box because it's by far not even close to that. There's so many things that I think about ahead of time that, especially in the design process, because I design it the way I'm going to build it. And as far as my reveals, my reveals on my drawer fronts, the reveals on my doors, how I'm going to set this cabinet into the house. Like Pete said, nothing is square in any house. So you have to, you have to compensate for that kind of stuff. Framers like, are the you know worst. That, right? Like it is I mean I've I've gotten uh pretty pretty good at scribing um fillers and stuff like that, but like that's what I thought going into cabinetry was like oh I'm just building a square box and that's all it is. Hell no. <laughs> like there's no there's so much that goes into it that you don't think about if you if you want to provide that perfection quality like yeah if you're building boxes for your shop that's another thing that's a totally different thing but if you're building an actual built-in that's going to go in somebody's house they expect quality and they expect a certain standard and it's way more in depth than just building a box for sure i know you didn't mean it that way but
0: no, I didn't mean it that way. But keep going. I, I want to hear what you're saying. I, I really want to hear what you're saying. Yeah, just, I mean
4: that's basically it.
0: <laughs> that's why I brought it up. But, but I mean that's I didn't mean it like it. you just able to build a box. It's it is ref, it's it's really nice. The what I meant more was the simplicity of the the box. Yeah. Like the not the actual like the actual thing. needs a lot of work. Obviously, your reveals on your drawer fronts are different. Sometimes you don't have a reveal. reveal. Right. Sometimes you've got a drawer front that's going to be covering your entire mm-hmm. thing. I just mean the. The actual, what it, I think, like, what do they say? Like 95% of woodworking is boxes. You know, it's like something like that. That's more of what I was talking about. Obviously, built in work is very complicated and difficult. That's not at all what I was saying. And like, what I mean is, it, it, it's really nice to be able to. Get back to the basics of woodworking, which is boxes, I think, Ooh. is more of what I was leaning towards. Obviously, you can take any concept in woodworking and run with it a million miles in one direction and make it as complicated or as simple as you want. And like you said, shop, shop cabinets, who cares? Ooh. You can make it whatever you want. I mean, those are just simple rabbits. And as long as it's a square, it doesn't even have to be a square because it's not – those carts that I built didn't have to be a square because they aren't connected to another yeah. one they're not they're not part of a bigger system. they're individual boxes on wheels that need to hold up a disc sander. Who mm-hmm. cares more about the it's more about the well, I guess the word I'm looking for is back to the basics of woodworking is what i more of what I mean mm-hmm. to say you've got you've got your box, you've got your face frames you've got these different things that are mm-hmm. really kind of the basics of woodworking. I think what I'm trying to say is is it's really good to build cabinets because you learn there's so many facets of woodworking in cabinets Mm -hmm. that you can take to all the other different disciplines within woodworking. If you're going to be building other furniture, Mm -hmm. if you've got like Dan's walnut desk, how many freaking cabinets did that desk have on it, Dan? Ultimately what? Three or four? Three. But it was a desk, but it had cabinets in it. So that's my point. Like, you know, I mean, I think the only exception to the cabinet example is Like live edge furniture, Mm -hmm. (laughs) live edge furniture, you take a slab and you slap some sort of, I mean, sometimes people will make a nice base for it. Like you'll see the (coughs) Nakashima style, like cantilever bases or something like that. But most of the time people are just slapping some metal legs to them for the most part. So those are kind of the exception, but you know, you're, 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 you're sacrificing, um, a box design with a ton of slab work because when you're doing live edge stuff, you have to do all this stuff with these live edge slabs. You got to clean up all the live edge part. You got to de- you got to debark it, clean up the live edge, get rid of all the membrane. You have to stabilize all the imperfections if there is any. There's a whole another bunch of stuff you have to do it, with it. But I think with cabinets and with built-ins, it's, there's a lot of really just like – I'm weary of saying this, but – pure woodworking involved in that stuff. There's a lot of things in there where you're you're, you're doing a lot of different joinery. I mean, you could have a ra- a simple rabbit joint for the box. And for the box for the drawers, you could throw something nice in there as a, a dovetail. You buy all your boxes, I right? Do, yes. And they're all coming with dovetails, if I remember They straight. are,
4: yeah. They're cut out on a yeah. CNC. And- it's a place in Pennsylvania. No, so the boxes actually come in there. <laughs> And I don't know if you – I know Dan didn't, but I know maybe Mike did, maybe Pete did. But uh, I went on a rant yesterday about all my stories about – You do stories? I (laughs) do. God damn it, Dan. Uh, When's WorkbenchCon coming? Come on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I I went on a big rant, uh, and I usually – I usually don't go on rants just cuz they don't usually produce anything but I felt like I needed to get a point across not really not really a point across Been there. but um I just it's therapy session yeah I just want I I felt like like somebody needed to hear this and so basically we buy all of our drawer boxes and we buy all of our door fronts and our our doors and our drawer fronts For us, it works for us. Obviously, it's going to cost a little bit more money up front. But the time that I'm saving in a one-man shop, I'm doing all the building. There's nobody else, no employees. I'm the one building everything. So for us, it makes the most sense to buy that stuff, especially on this island project. This island has raised panel maple doors that have a bead profile on the inside of the panel and a bead profile on the outside of the panel. I don't have shapers. Yeah, I have a router table, but, like, I would, ha- I would have to invest in thousands of dollars to be able to create what I just bought for $500. And it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. So... Yeah especially if it saves you a bunch for of time. For sure. And Time's time is so money. much. For yeah. sure. And that was the main point that I wanted to get across is that you know, obviously I didn't make everything for this project. This project is fully custom.
0: It was a Wait, was someone giving you flack about oh, that? Oh yeah.
4: And this person <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to mention the name, but this person built does cabinetry as well. I have to ask, are they from Arizona or Texas? No. Okay. Actually from Florida. <laughs>
0: usual suspects.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Actually from Florida, but, um, they, they do a lot of cabinetry as well. So I knew of anybody, this was the person that was going to probably give me flack for it for saying what I was saying. And, um, you know, the client, they had a specific vision in mind. So we drew up the the design in SketchUp, and as we do with every project, I don't build anything without designing SketchUp. Uh, that's the program that I feel the most comfortable in, and I can whip through stuff a lot faster than, let's say, Fusion. I know you guys use Fusion. Yeah. Um, well, it's what you're comfortable with. That's the most important for sure. thing. Either. And no, so – I don't wear pants. Yeah. It's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we did, uh, we did. we did – did the design and I always make sure that they approve the design ahead of time before I actually quote it. So I'll, I'll go into that a little bit later for one of our other questions, but basically um, you know, this is a, this is a fully custom design. I came up with this design based on what needs and wants that this client had. I'm putting a microwave in an Island. Like you don't really see that too yeah. often a microwave, and it's—I never even knew they even made this type of microwave before. It's like a pull-out one. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I base the whole design around that microwave, but um, yeah. So I do. You, the point I'm trying to make is you, you don't—you have to swallow that pride that you built every little thing on this project, and it kind of seemed—it felt weird to me originally when i first started doing it i started buying boxes and door fronts and drawers you know drawer fronts and everything uh about a year ago when we well, a year and a half ago when we built a big cherry walk-in closet we did the math to um you know if we were to buy the material to mill down the cherry to make these raised panel doors for this cherry built in like we would be under the amount of amount of money we would have to charge the client to be able to compensate for that labor is ridiculous. So there's no way that I could have with the tools that I have without investing a lot of money into the tools, built these raised panel doors for this island at the same quality that I got for five hundred dollars. So
0: you're in a production at you're in a
4: production for environment. For sure. And yeah, I mean there's
0: a lot of people on here who are like, Oh look at you know, look what I'm making. It's um leaning towards a hobbyist side. I mean, it's mm-hmm. what I'm, I'm starting to move into now with the CNC is there's things you're doing that are strictly, I mean, you're running a business. For sure, Dan's where we're, I mean, there's people that are running businesses and you have to do the things that make the most sense for your business. For sure. And if someone doesn't like it, it doesn't matter. They can pay your bills yeah. or they can go F mm-hmm. off. So that's kind of the bottom line. So you can do whatever you want and who cares what they F think. F is? Cause the, they don't pay your is bills. The
4: mindset that I had. <laughs> So, oh, but yeah, so it just, um, for us, it works. Uh, you know, if we were a big production shop with, you know, five employees that we had to keep working and pay their, their salary, then it might be worth it for us to make our boxes in house. But for us, this, yeah, this you're, style, you're outsourcing sure. it.
1: That's, you know, it's, we, we all kind mm-hmm. of run into that at some point, Yeah, get outsourced a part of it.
4: Yep. As, as know, soon as like, you start to hit certain time, numbers. Time
1: is money. <laughs> you're at that point now where time is money and you can't afford to be making these things. Cause,
0: man, well, good. look, let's move past this questions of this what's on our bench stuff and let's go on to uh the questions. Yeah,
1: yeah we got a lot of questions. We have a lot of let's, questions let's, let's and we're rock like it
0: through 45 them. minutes in, so we're not going to get to all of them. But let's oh. let's move through them. Let's go uh let's start with the patron questions here. Let's go to Adam Barnett.
1: Hey guys, Adam from Barnett Custom Woodworks here. So, uh I've been getting into some bigger projects. You know, the the business has kind of taken off, and so a lot of people are calling for for custom stuff. Um, and I was wondering what you guys approach, I guess, the qualifying process. Do you talk about budget first, or do you, you know, iron out the details of what they want and then say, okay, well, that table's going to be $3,000, and then they're in shock, or... You know, do you just say, hey, what's your budget? And then they say $1,000 and now you're, you know, you're lowballing yourself or do you say, you know, maybe if you could spend two grand, you do this or I don't know. What's, uh, what do you consider
5: the best way to qualify the job and then close the deal?
0: I will take this one to get going here. Um, for me, I just give them a number just to move on because a lot of these people for in my short time dealing with it, I don't have a ton of experience, but for me, a lot of these people just are going to hear when, no matter what number you throw at them, they're just going to not take the job. It seems like they're just, they're doing it for their own fancy. They're like, Oh, I want to get a custom, whatever. And then they reach out to some maker or someone who makes these things. And then they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not $120. It's, $2,000. $2,000. Okay. They were never going to spend the money that was worth anyone's time to do it. So I just kind of hit him with, for me where I'm at, I kind of find myself going, Oh, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have charged that much for that. That was not enough. And I can't do that anymore. Cause like Justin, just, we were just saying, I'm da- we're all, it's a business. I need to make money. I need to feel like at the end of a job, I'm not struggling to pay my bills. This isn't my only job. So I'm going to start taking work where I feel happy with the dollar amount I've taken. So, um right now in the position I'm in, I want to get paid what I want to get paid because everything right now in my life is a crazy, insane, impossible balance of time. Like I can barely balance things. So if I don't have a bunch of commissions going on, I can focus on content, which I also enjoy and it works for me. So, uh, I happen to have a job right now and I have two other jobs behind this one. And, um, I have dollar amounts on those that I'm very happy with. And that's something I'm trying to work towards is where every time I take a job, I'm happy with the dollar amount. So if I take on a job and I'm like, I just really want the job, I'm not in the position right now where I can just take on a bunch of work because I'm very busy. So I'm in a very lucky position where I just say, this is how much I'm really going to be happy with getting this job for. And I give them that and they'll either go away or they'll say yes in 10 minutes, which is what happens on the jobs I currently have. And I'll feel like, oh, I probably could have gotten more. But that's fine. I gave them the number
2: I was happy with and I got it. So Dan. I never I never ask what their budget is. I don't I don't lead with not that. Anymore. I never do that. That, that. To me, that just seems like you're opening a door to uh just talk about the money and not the, the project itself. Yeah. And and you're you're sacrificing quality. So I always I always try to get as much information out of them as possible without talking about money right up front. Uh I want to know exactly what kind of dimensions they want, what 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 kind of look they're going for, and then we'll talk about the things that I can do that will satisfy those needs, and then we will talk about budget. I never lead with budget. I just feel like that is just shoehorning you into something that you're just going to be unhappy with from the get-go. Pete, what do you think?
1: I I agree with both of you. Yeah, that's it, you don't open up with the money. You, you, they're coming to you because they want a project done. Uh, the budget, I think, is the last part of it. And you know, I, I personally found, and I found this with many other makers, is like you find your value when you're finally at, at that point where, like, let's say you're making cutting boards or benches or Adirondack chairs or whatever, and you're over it, and you're just like, I don't, I don't want to do these anymore. And somebody's like, Hey, can you make me an Adirondack chair? And you go, You know what? Yeah, I. Here's the price and you throw out a, what you think is a ridiculous number, turns out that's your price. That's what you should have been charging this whole time because that's how many hours it takes you. That's how much the material costs. And that client goes, yeah, let's do it immediately. And you learn your value. So don't... Early on, a lot of us are very happy to just say yes to jobs and at any cost. Don't Don't fall into that trap. What about you, Justin?
4: So... Oh, here we go. <laughs> Um so i I approach it a little bit different way, so I think budget is very important. The reason is because one, I don't want to waste my time if the budget is a thousand dollars, and the budget or the realistic number that this project's gonna take is ten thousand dollars, so it's time that I'm wasting that. Isn't a real true potential client. Now – Can I say something real quick though?
0: You're doing very large built-ins that take probably multiple days of takeoff and estimating. We're talking – I mean so for you, that makes sense and I get it. Yes. Like for you, you can't spend three days going to someone's house and getting the price. So for you, I agree with what you're saying 100%. Me and Dan, with what with the stuff we're typically building, we can look at something and kind of throw a number on it and be happy with it. Your stuff's ultra custom. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, with like a table, you know, me and Dan can be like, it's got four legs, probably. It's got a top. <laughs> and it's probably going to be an apron or maybe not. Mm-hmm. But for you, that makes 100%. So, anyway, sorry. I just wanted to interject that. But keep going. I want yeah, to hear Yeah.
4: So, that's where my... Thought process is a little bit different than some others. D- it just really depends on your situation and the type of work that yep. you're doing. Obviously, the work that we're doing For is sure. more, you know, la- quote unquote. You're doing a project.
0: Yeah. You're not just doing a build.
4: You've got, you've got like a project yeah. you're doing. Like this is a remodel, I mean, quote unquote, a bigger project. Um, so I like to I like to get a budget up front. Um, basically, if somebody calls and says, "Hey, I want a walk-in closet," that's typically I don't really get cutting board, you know, calls or yeah. inquiries or anything like that. The biggest, the biggest thing that I've learned transitioning into this larger scale uh, of a business is you, you got to kind of set precedence up front that, hey. I'm not going to work with pine. I'm not going to do cutting boards. I'm not going to do, you know, the smaller stuff if you want to potentially do the bigger projects. Um, Not that anything's wrong because I started there. That's where, you know, I started doing smaller projects. That's how I built up the business to where it is today. Um, But I'll kind of go very, very quickly because I know we got a lot of questions, but somebody will call and say, Hey, I want a, you know, a kitchen Island. Let's, let's say I'll say, okay, do you have any inspiration photos and do you have a specific budget that you would like to stay in? And a lot of times the quite or the response is, well, I don't know how much it's going to cost. So right off the bat, I'll say, Send me your inspiration photos, send me some rough dimensions, and I'll give you an estimated range of what I think it's going to cost.
0: I do that as well. If you're for anything, if
4: you're comfortable with this range, then we can move forward. If you're not comfortable, well, yeah, we're absolutely. done. We don't need to move forward yeah. at all. I don't mm-hmm. want to waste my time. And I don't want to waste their time. So once that, range is, and usually it's pretty, I mean, it's a pretty broad range. Usually it's, you know, whatever, if it's a $10,000 job, then the range will be, you know, nine to 13,000 or something like that. So once that range is, um, or once that budget is comfortable, or once the client is comfortable with the budget, then I'll set up a design consultation. I haven't, that's the only quoting per se that I gave them up front is the range of what I think it's going to cost. And I always make sure I tell them, this is what I think. This is me shooting off the hip. There could be very, you know, it could be cheaper or it could be more. So I'll set up a design consultation. It's never cheaper. Yeah, never cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll set up a design consultation. I won't go to somebody's house unless I'm getting money for it. I'm not going to go to somebody's house for free. I'm not a general contractor. I'm not going to go around to 15 different houses quoting 15 different projects. If you are, if they're serious, they're going to pay for me to go to the house, do the measurements along with the measurements. We'll sit down, we'll come up with a specific design, and then I'll come back to the shop and I'll provide them with the 3D drawing.
2: And that makes perfect sense for
4: you. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, typically it, and it depends on the scope of the project, but typically it's between, you know, as cheap as 350 for the consultation all the way up to, you know, it's been 700 for the walk-in closet that we're doing after this island. So, it really depends on what it is. So, Yeah, that makes sense. I'll draw the project once they approve the project. Then I will use the SketchUp drawing to get all my materials. There's no hidden cost of anything. Uh, I'll uh, get all the price of the materials. And then after I get the price of the materials, then I will add typically 10 to 20% on top of that because I'm buying it at wholesale. I'm not going to translate that savings to the client. Then after that, then I'll figure out I do a daily rate. So... My shop daily rate is, um, it's 50, I charge basically $50 an hour. So it's 400 for the day. It doesn't matter if I work two hours or if I work 10 hours. Oh, hold on. My battery's running low. <laughs> All right, there we go. Um, so it doesn't matter if I work two hours or 10 hours. I'll try to figure out how many days it's going to take. So it's for two grand a week, basically, is my labor. So then I'll take uh, the price of the materials at, usually I'll do 10%, 10% and then whatever my daily rate is, say it's a week, two grand. So $2,000 for materials, $2,000 for labor, and then I'll times that by 1.4, which is 40% margin. That's going to pay for my electric. That's going to pay, pay for my wear and tear of my tools. That's going to pay for the glue. That's him. going to pay for anything. So the labor that I put into this project, that $2,000, that's not really profit because I'm – that's labor. I need to get paid for my right. labor. So anything after the labor is paid, the shop is paid, the wear and tear, that is really pro- profit. So that's kind of how I do my process on all of my projects.
0: Yep, I think that's important to note that some people think that anything outside of the cost of material is a profit and it's not. No. no it's not. L- labor is not your time is not expendable thing. It's something that has to be paid for. So
1: and it's it, not profit. It's a it's a rate paid. Yeah. It's so it's your wage.
3: Alright, let's, let's go to
0: uh, Adrian's question Adrian has a question about
3: Hey guys, it's Adrian here from Hickory Homestead Creations again and uh, my question for you this week is what is the best deal that you've gotten on wood aside from being free because right now I know walnut is at an all time high and like oak is at an all time low and so right now I can actually get walnut for $2.50 per board foot Yep, you heard it right. So I want to know what is the best deal you guys have grabbed out there. All right. And also wanted to get, give you guys a kudos for getting that Mirka um, sponsorship. Way to go. You guys have really gotten this podcast to grow. And that's awesome. I know uh, speaking for most of the followers out there, we've all learned a lot. We've all gotten some great laughs out of it. And we all appreciate what you guys are doing and keep up the great work. And we all tune in every week for you guys. So keep it up. Thanks, Adrian. That's really nice. Justin,
4: what's the best deal on wood you've gotten? Um, so um, if you guys don't know, I have five boys. Yes, mm. five boys. Five boys. I didn't know that. Yes, I love my wife. My wife is Fallon. Uh, where's this wood? Where's this wood Fallon. going? Fallon, <laughs> Fallon is my wife. All right. Fallon. Where is uh, this going? <laughs> so uh, my in-laws. So my mother-in-law is from Kentucky. So my in-laws, several years ago, fifteen years ago, bought a house in Kentucky, and it's on the lake up there. So they're basically snowbirds. They come down here for the winter, go up there for the summer. Um, so they go up there and right when the kids get out of school. And they usually take some of my kids up there with them, spend the weekend or spend the summer with grandma and grandpa. So we, we usually typically drive up there and pick them up at the end of July. Well, usually when I'm up there, well, the last – Last year, I didn't or this past year, I didn't go because I had to stay here and build projects. But last year, um, I would take a trailer up there and I would buy wood up in Kentucky because it's so much cheaper up there than here in Florida. So I browsed the Facebook marketplace and found somebody with they advertised as like 800 board feet of air dried walnut. I was like, oh, sign me up. So I went and looked at it. This guy had way more than 800 feet. Way more. Like, literally, I had to rent a U-Haul truck to be able to drive it back down because my trailer wouldn't hold it. That's dope. So
2: I picked up. Well, that beats my story.
4: I picked up (laughs) this walnut for $2 a board foot. So I paid $1,600 for this walnut. (sighs) And no lie, I probably had close to 2,000 board feet. I came back here to Florida and sold what I didn't want of it and made like four grand off of it, (laughs) which paid for everything. So that was by far the cheapest wood that I've got, $2 a board foot, air-dried walnut, bam,
2: Kentucky. Dan? I know yours. I also I also had a walnut uh, Craigslist marketplace find from a farmer up in northern Iowa. Uh, I got like 500 board feet, maybe a little bit more, and I paid 500 bucks for it. So it came to about a dollar a board foot. Crazy. And I got a ton of walnut. Obviously, 500 board feet, but it was it was all stuff that was like in a barn. I still have some in my shop. I got st- I got some eight quarter roughs on walnut. Still stashed away. And I used a bunch of it. I used a bunch of it on stuff. And I actually ended up giving a bunch of it away to a local guy here. Alan, Alan. Wickard. Yeah. He came and took a truckload home. Because <laughs> I was like, I just need to get the space back for my shop. Because I was growing. And this walnut was like taking up so much space. I was like, just somebody take it. And he come and got it. And Yeah it was it was a good little transaction for him but that was i think that was like one of those gold finds that i'll probably never i'll never find that again ever i that walnut was it was primo and it was all air dried so it had all that beautiful color but it did have a lot of problems it, there it was you know it was warped it was bowed it was you know you name it, it there was nothing straight about it
1: so it was walnut
2: <laughs> it was walnut it, it took a lot of work and it, it probably would have been a heck of a lot better if I had my Laguna eight inch jointer back then, but I didn't, so <laughs> had to get rid of it. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Would you would you come up with?
0: I I get kind of lucky every once in a while. There's a lot of sawyers in this area up in the foothills. I'm in the foothills, so there's a lot of like guys that are cutting up logs, and sometimes I find deals there. And there just seems to be a lot of cabinet shops in the area, and. They're always just like, "Hey, 100 bucks come and pick up all this wood we don't we can't use anymore." Oh, that's right. So, so my be- my best story, I mean, I I still take advantage of these things. I take a look at the marketplace. That's the only reason I go on Facebook, to be quite honest. I only go on Facebook to check the marketplace for for lumber. Um but it, this is like 3 years ago when I first got into woodworking. Um there was a cabinet shop closing down about 45 minutes from here. And it was like 300 bucks for a car trailer full of wood. I don't even know how much wood is. It was just a ton of wood. Like, it was tons of wood. And uh, I called the guy and I was like, hey, I'd like to come get that. I was really just starting to get into woodworking. I just wanted to make stuff out of it. Just cut up some wood. And I was like, I I just can't get up there quite yet. And he's like, look, listen, 100 bucks, I'll drive it to your house and drop off the trailer. You just unload it and tell me when it's unloaded. (laughs) I was like, all right. So...
2: That's awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> he
0: ended up not driving. That he ended up not driving it to my house, but I ended up going to pick up the trailer. He let just let me take his trailer home and unload it. Just drop
2: it on and, the highway.
0: Yeah, my marker four twenty. I took, I t- I took it. it home, unloaded all the wood, <laughs> and he came back the next morning and got the empty trailer. But That's it was a pretty uh, trustworthy I mean, guy it must right have, there. Yeah, I mean everyone's yeah. pretty cool up here in the foothills. It's a pretty cool area, but um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I, I would guess it was about fifteen hundred board feet of, of of wood now only 50% of it was hardwood and of that 50% maybe 40% of that was worth anything it was all pretty tore but I got to learn a lot of, I got to do a lot of like my first builds out of all that wood and I, I had a yeah. it had a ton of alder on there and I actually really like alder Um, it's it's actually really nice I like working with it it's pretty nice to work with it smells good it's not amazing but it's a nice wood for the most part it smells especially like pencils to me it's great. I love it. I never
4: it. worked with alder.
0: <laughs> I like it. It's like um it's like a, it's kind of like cherry. They call it poor man's cherry, but I really like the stuff. It's not quite as pretty as cherry, but it's a bit more uh, consistent than cherry. It's got more of a solid color to it. It's not quite as red, but it has a consistent grain and it's really straight grained. It's nice. It's it's quite a bit softer than cherry, too. It's quite a bit softer, yeah. Um it's like 600, I think, or 700 on the janka. It's really but soft. um but uh but I, I got that whole thing for a hundred bucks and I ended up learning a lot on there. So, and I ended up getting some pretty gnarly Walnut like beams out of that thing. Uh, I think there was like 10 Walnut beams and I think all like my last, my last holiday season of, I mean that hundred dollars paid for a bunch of tools for me in my shop and got me really going. I mean, I got from selling all the different things from last holiday season, I got my P flux one, my drum sander, my F two, my, 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 my previous table saw, and my 1412 all came from stuff I sold from that trailer load that cost me a hundred bucks. So that was a pretty great little find for me. But Pete, what about you? Heck yeah. Um,
1: my best find came from when I got my paramatic. So that all came by mistake because I had a uh, drum sander Craigslist alert set. And I had <laughs> just picked one up. And then one came up. It was a... Uh, I
0: remember like this.
1: four Max. Yeah, like came up and I was like, oh, I got... I got to get on that. It hit the guy up. And he's like, Oh, sorry. Or like, no, he actually said, yeah, it's, it's available. And then I also have this powermatic table saw PM 2000. And I have this dust collector in this and all that. I'm like, I don't have two twenty, but yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that drone sander as I'm driving down there. He's like, Hey, my brother-in-law actually said he wants it. I gotta, I gotta give them. I'm sorry. I was like, you're kidding me, right? Like, like I'm halfway to your house. It was like an hour away. And but I said, uh, but I still want the table saw because I, I decided like, all right, I'll put it in 220 or I even thought like maybe I'll put it in storage and like eventually run 220 like an idiot. Um I get down there, I see this table saw and then he's like, yeah, I also have all this wood here if you need it. Because like the guy's back was like really shot. He's like, oh, I'm not doing woodworking anymore. I got all this wood. It's been sitting in the basement by the furnace. He had a uh it was a charcoal slash like like straight up firewood, wood heater up fire. for the house, like I don't, I don't know what they call it. But just you would just put logs in there and it would burn to heat the for house. To heat the house, yeah. It was like listen, one of those old systems was that like you. It was you went to this is you went to go pick This table
0: saw from London in
1: 1832.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you had to fight off Jack the
1: Ripper. <laughs> I get there and he's like, "Yeah, if you like, I'm also selling all this and it's like old plywood and all this crap." He's like, "Yeah, if you want it, you can take it all." It's Like a hundred dollars, whatever, and it's all this like old plywood, whatever. And we lean this plywood away, and he has eleven, like sixteen to eight inch, five quarter to seven quarter, not quite eight quarter, live edge cherry slabs, just like laying there that have been drying for thirty years next to a furnace, just like the slowest kiln dried drying ever. And I got all of that wood for a hundred bucks.
2: Nice on top
1: of my PM two. Th- 2000 that i paid 550 dollars for <laughs> and they're still in my shop i still have sections of a live edge slab i have this one live edge slab that i just want to turn into a table just like dan said with his walnut it's super gnarly it's super bent and a lot of shape but you got the tools 100 to fix bucks it. for a, yeah like you know 200 board feet of of live edge cherry for 100 bucks i'll, I'll take it nice All
2: right, let's move on to the next one we well really we're gonna jump into the giveaway like actually Dan Again, do that do giveaway. That. <laughs> yeah. We need to do the giveaway, guys. <laughs> uh, we are in week 20 of the Macbeth
0: sponsored giveaway. It's crazy. Thank you Macbeth. Thank hey, you so I, I just <laughs> want to say
4: something. That that is awesome what has Mac, what Macbeth has done, you know, with you guys Seriously, and great. partnered up it with is you guys. Amazing. I mean, honestly, I I bought a tool for Macbeth. They wouldn't have ever got my business without you guys promoting them. It that is, there's rusty record there's that. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of companies, and I'm in I'm in talks with a local company here. There's a That's lot good. of companies that need to take a page and write down some notes of what Macbeth is doing because it it's insane. Uh, there's no way I would have bought the Carvex Festival Carvex. I got it from Macbeth, and that's thanks to another Woodshop Podcast. So kudos to go. Macbeth. And I'm yep, here. They're doing the it right.
2: They're kind of they're kind of great over there. We like
4: them. Yeah, Rusty, hit me fans. up, Rusty. For sure, Rusty. Give me a girl.
2: <laughs> Give me them digits. All right. So last week we gave away the two router bits. Two bits. And by now you giveaway. probably know the the get the phrase we had last week: two bits, one giveaway. <laughs> And uh, that winner was, drumroll because I'm looking for it, I can't remember, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Barnard of Live by the Craft, actually. Already um, reached out to him. He's already responded with his information. He was super pumped. Boom. Thank you, Brandon. This week, sponsored by Macbeth, we are giving away an Odie Super Duper Light 9-ounce jar of finish. Their nice. new brand that—that's their new brand, right? The Super, Super Duper Super Duper just came out. Yeah, heck Super yeah! Rusty just picked it up this week. The and really like it. it's nice. and oh, I'm not done. Oh, oh. sorry. And yeah. we're Call giving away up. a Scotch Bright non-abrasive pad to go with it, and that is a forty dollar and fifty cent value oh. altogether.
0: Nice. That's yeah, cool. I, so I, I actually really want to like try it.
2: that stuff. I haven't tried it yet. You've tried it,
0: Mike, right? You yeah, like? Yeah, Odie sent me some. Yeah, I do. It's it's a. You need to do at least probably two coats, maybe more with it. Um, it looks a thing, little thinner than the normal stuff, but – It's quite a bit thinner. You know, um, I think – I can't speak for the brand, but I would say they're probably trying to go for a similar application style to the Rubio. The I mean, obviously, you got to do two coats. It's a thinner product, um, but I think the one – the not the one thing, but the thing I really liked about it was that Buffin – or rub in, buff off, and you're ready to start your glue up. Or you can that's just awesome. be done. I mean, that's one thing I like. I mean, you don't have to wait any amount of time. It's ready to go as soon as you buff off.
2: Well, there you go. But you buff do have to off. get the
0: second. But you do have to get the uh, second coat on there. I would think. I think you're not going to be. Uh, you guys saw that sign, that little sign my wife yeah. made for that welcome. The poplar sign, sign. Yeah, the pop, the baked poplar sign. It looked really good. So, I mean, I'm really happy with the product. Well, there you it go. looked really good. Sorry.
2: It's a, it's a great product. Uh, it is a great you, product. You heard I it really right like from it. Mike. Yeah. He's used it. You can trust Mike. Look at that beard. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we're giving that away this week. And uh, I I'm, I'm am I was going to go with uh, Gnarly Facebook Walnut. Facebook yeah, for
0: the marketplace. Oh yeah, yeah, that's where you got it. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's good. It's not as good as twenty four thousand BTUs. Nah, twenty four
4: thousand. Nobody's gonna get well, that it? though. <laughs> See, that
1: was the a problem. Dan one from the pre-show. Dan
2: Mensha is the name of the episode. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wasn't gonna steal that this time. <laughs> I stole Pine Quality Audio that one time. I wasn't gonna do it again. <laughs> so the secret code phrase this week, ladies and gentlemen, is gnarly Facebook walnut. You can do Facebook as FB. I'll allow it. Uh, (laughs) send that to us in a DM on our IG account at another woodshop podcast or send it in an email to another woodshop podcast at gmail.com. Thank you once again to Macbeth Hardwood as we do every week. This is week 20 and back to the show. (laughs) Thank you, Macbeth. All right. This next question is from Matt
4: Noble. I already sent mine in. Sorry.
2: <laughs> You're getting oh, already geez. getting your, <laughs> your By <laughs> the way, I got some bad news for you, Justin. Now that you've been a guest, you can't ever win the. Uh, oh, what? whoa, That's whoa, focused. whoa! I thought you were <laughs> doing this fair,
4: huh?
2: <laughs> oh, you, it's he'll send it's, you a sticker. It's fairish. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, listen. Let's get going. We're late. We're not going to get into much more questions here. This is going to be
5: Matt Noble's question with 4 a.m. What works? Here we go is it for you? Hey guys, this is Matt from 4am. So I got a question for you all about what to do with material left over from projects. So I'm working on a project right now. And because of the dimensions of the pieces, I'm ending up with some pretty big off cuts uh, that I just can't use for this project uh, for this client. But, um, you know, it's enough that I can make some cutting boards pretty easily. I could probably make a side table or something out of it. Um, so I'm I'm kind of wrestling with what the right thing to do here is, you know, do I offer to make something else for the client with their material and just them time and, and margin or, you know, do I offer just to give them the material or do I just not say anything about it and uh, just kind of use it to make some other things. So just curious of what y'all's thoughts are on that. Thanks. Pete, you're pointing to yourself a bunch, so
0: I'm going to go to you
1: like we all usually do anyways so <laughs> what an i usually I'm do is pointing to
0: yourself? I, I just totally actually attacked. just re-
1: recently went through my shop and i did what mike did to dan's shop which is pulled out every single piece of uh loose under one and a quarter inch wood <laughs> uh, uh and basically i i just made a bunch uh, i think i made about 14 or 15 <laughs> Mini boards that are either going to be just small cutting boards or uh, bottle openers, and anytime if I'm ever working on a project, like Dan, I think you did something similar. You worked on that walnut desk. You obviously had some walnut left over. You made a wrist rest, right?
2: I made a few things for him actually. I made yeah, a wrist made rest. A I made a few
1: cutting little... boards. I think you there's a, a qualifier boards. though, okay, yeah.
0: and I don't know if Dan wants this mention, but Dan got a pretty big bonus from them. I mean, I did. I mean, there's there's a difference. Yes. I mean,
1: but I think if if you have like yeah if you buy a little obviously we always want to buy a little extra material have some left over if I can just glue up a quick cutting board just run it through the planer a bunch put a chamfer on it and sand it a bunch while I'm sanding another project and give it to them as an extra little thing it's it's a nice little bow on top of the the gift that's what I think but Dan why don't you talk about what you've done
2: it really depends on the size of the project I feel like if if I'm doing a giant walnut desk you know I'm gonna be I'm going to be estimating more walnut than I than I probably need. And that's going to give me a lot of extra wood. So I have the capability of making them a, a wrist rest or a cutting board real quick. I can do that in between glue-ups of, like, legs or bases and stuff. If I'm going to do a smaller project, like a little tiny side table or something, I'm not... Unfortunately, I'm not going to make them any... a coaster. Yeah. Maybe a coaster, but... It just doesn't make much sense to me, but whenever whenever I estimate a project or whenever I send out a, a bid on a project, I'm always adding extra material just so I have that extra material on hand in the future. So I don't I don't always give an extra something to a client unless it's like a bigger project, like yeah. L- Let's oh, yeah. be honest here. I I got a, a decent paycheck from the Walnut desk, so yeah, I, I have no problem giving those clients a, a, some extra bonus, and I know that those people are going to give me more work in the future. So, Mike, what do you say? Uh, no, I don't. It really, but
0: it does depend on the project. There's a lot of different variables. So, um, if they agreed to the price, uh, then they agreed to the price, and whatever's left over is yours. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yes. Um, you know, um, I don't know that they're – you don't know what they're going to want. I think it's a case by case though. I'm doing this bench build and they provided all the wood and um, it's kind of a weird situation. I've never had a. I we grabbed – Dan and Pete were there when we picked up the wood. Uh, I Let's grabbed clarify,
2: of, I loaded everything.
0: Dan watched me and Pete load everything and it was very heavy. Yeah. Um so but there was we I grabbed I purposely grabbed a lot of wood because I didn't know what shape it would be in and we were kind of in a hurry to get out of there. And I'm glad I did because a lot of this redwood is real knotty. Um and not like fun in the bedroom, but like it's got a lot of knots in it. <laughs> and it's kind of just got problems where if I I ran an arc over some of it and there were knots in the wood that weren't visible on either sides of the face. So when I actually ran the arc, a knot fell out that I couldn't see before and it wasn't visible at all. So um, the wood was not stable. I had to throw that piece of wood out because it wasn't going to be stable anymore for what I needed it for. It was a load bearing apron and I needed it to be stronger than that. So anyway, the bottom line is we grabbed a bunch of extra wood because they didn't, I didn't actually have money in this job for materials. I am going to tell them, "Hey, I have this wood." And they were they actually the warehouse we picked it up from, they did have a lot of wood there. So clearly they, they had have a wood f- bunch we could have took. Yeah. There was a ton, yeah. like 3 skids of redwood beams and slabs. So for they're clearly storing wood for some reason. So I am going to tell them in this project because there was no material on my end of the bargain that I have this material left over. My gut tells me they're just going to have me keep it. Um, But I am going to be honest with them because I would like to work with them again in the future. But if it was a client where I built anything for, Mm -mm. and I put money in the job and they agreed to it and they paid me for it, which tells me they agreed to it, uh, then I probably would not tell them at all. And that's kind (laughs) of just how it goes into it. Justin.
4: So if you are buying lumber for a project, and you have lumber left over. That is your lumber. So there's yep. no there's no way yep. around it. Uh, obviously, yep. if you would have bought the correct amount, then you wouldn't have paid as much money. So therefore, there would have been more money in your pocket. So there's no reason to give that lumber back to them, no matter what the project is. Um, and-
2: 99% of the time they're not going to know what to do with it anyway. No. Yeah, they don't know what to do with yeah. it. Yeah, they don't like what are they going
0: to do with a thing of walnut or some redwood? They don't know what to <laughs> yeah, do with I it. Yeah, I mean to waste. They don't, like,
4: they th- d- it's going to sit in their yard and yeah, rot. Yeah, they don't they don't have the tools. They don't even they don't even care. They don't even know the difference. So Right. Most of the time I'm not even saying anything to them. Um like these guys have said before, it, it depends on the project. I've done um certain projects that were Very, very, very profitable and high-paying projects. That if I did have extra lumber, then I would make them a cutting board or something, you know, something extra. And when I give when I gave that to that client, they were blown away. And yeah, yeah, it adds for sure
2: adds a lot of value for the little amount that you put in for sure
4: and. That little amount is going to pay tenfold. I promise you. Exactly. So, uh, not the island project, but the walk-in closet project. Well, they'll be they'll definitely be getting a little bit extra added on top of it.
1: Yeah, I think people overthink it because they forget it's it's no different from the the last quarter of a can of finish. Yep. It's the same thing. It's yep. a consumable. It's a material used to make the thing. Everyone thinks because it's a physical, larger item. It's like, oh, should I tell them? Like, no, it's 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 finish, it's glue, it's whatever, it's electricity. It's the same thing. It's a cost of doing business. There's some leftover. That's yep. my margin. That's it.
0: Yep, for sure. Let's um, let's jump to let's jump to Josh the dad's question. Yeah, and um. I think we're probably going to call that it for the episode because that's going to be a long one. So let me get to Josh's question real quick. Hey guys, it's
2: Josh the Dad. Yep, Josh the Dad, one of the big IG coming at you with this week's awesome question. You know, after watching you guys do all your shop upgrades, I'm thinking, wow, I should really think about doing one for mine. So, here's my question. When is a time or when is the time to think about installing a centralized dust collection system in your shop or when should you just stick with the old shop vac on a cart and a little bucket on top just kind of curious have a good one talk to you later i'm gonna jump in
0: real quick first i think as soon as you've got four, as soon as you got four inch ports (laughs) on tools i think you need to start looking at dust collection because it's rated differently like it doesn't have the same static pressure as like a shop vac the reason you have a four-inch port is because it needs more CFM, but it doesn't have as much – doesn't need as much static pressure like a dust – like a, a shop vac needs or something like that. Like if you have one of those planers with a four-inch port on it, like the lunchtop ones – or the benchtop like lunchbox ones, like the Dewalt 735 has a two inch port that like also has a four inch port on it. That one has a blower, so you don't actually need a dust collector necessarily. And yeah, I you think just a need a bag those, on that. You just need a bag.
1: Pillowcase but, does really well. Yeah,
0: in uh, a rubber band. Um, but once you start getting <laughs> into like drum sanders, you need a dust collector because those things are kicking up a bunch of dangerous dust into the air. Once you get, into I hate a, to say it, but he's right. Once you have like a like a cabinet table saw or even like a a job not a job site but a a, a construct uh what's the table like the delta with the open box contractor
1: bottom. The contractor feed. saw, thank
0: you. The Conqueror contractor saw where you can actually like install a base on that thing and then jam a, a dust scoop underneath it. You really want to do that because those things are kicking up. The, the blade is spinning in a way that it wants to kick dust up. But if you have some suction pulling down, you're actually going to save your lungs and your clothes and stuff. So I think the, the, the table saw is a, like a real table – not a real table saw. A table saw that's a contractor table saw or a, especially a cabinet table saw. There's no reason to not have a cabinet table saw. Without a dust collector, there's no point. You're limiting the point of having a cabinet saw. um yeah. You get into certain – like bandsaws, they start to – once you get over a certain size, you have to have the dust collector. It's really mostly you're going to want to pay attention to the port, the dust port that's on those things. Once you're four inches and up, you want to start moving past uh, a shop vac because there's a reason those ports are bigger. If you're buying a rubber gasket like flange that goes from two inch to a four inch, it's not going to work. <laughs> you're not – that's I not, feel it's like not this is do. an attack as well. <laughs> this is the Dunlap segment. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, as soon as you're going from the 2-inch to the 4-inch, you're losing the ability for the machine that's attaching to that to do its job. There's a reason there's a 4-inch port on there. And it also goes the other way. You don't really want to hook up a 4-inch machine to a 2-inch port because usually those are set to have a high static pressure like you get out of a shop vac. Uh, there's a reason that they're sized that way generally speaking. So that's kind of the time you want to get into it. Pete.
1: Uh I I'm a firm believer in everyone listen, you can swing a piece of walnut around and hit a dust collector on Craigslist Mark or Facebook Marketplace. 179 like, they're hundred seventy nine Harbor Freight. Yeah, like they're they're cheap. Get the get the either the coupon that they mail you or the AWP twenty twenty. Just tell the clerk is, they look uh, nice. The They'll post. give you twenty <laughs> yeah. percent off. They just give you twenty percent off. Either get that or look. They up, haven't had anything nice Facebook said to them in weeks.
4: Uh, all you gotta do is be nice. <laughs> <Facebook
1: marketplace. laughs> Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. Get a dust collector. Get a four inch out dust collector. I have a. I got a cheap one. A, a Penn State Industries. That's not even a company anymore. That's not but even words that make out. sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Penn State. It's Pennsylvania. Nah. I
2: don't know what that is. Adrian's is gonna that be a mad.
1: thing? Adrian's gonna be so mad. <laughs> um, but you know, I got it for one hundred and twenty bucks, and I've had. Two of the same model now fly through my shop, like to other makers, because like I pick, I got a good deal on a bunch of tools and then I sold them off. It's a decent dust collector. It's got a six inch out. So I have a, a dual four inch coming out of it and I will never go back. But don't, you know, he, he said a central like dust collection system. Like it makes it think, it makes me think of like, well, that's
0: what it is a, you know, pipes and
1: stuff. stuff. It makes me think of like what you've got. But in reality, what a lot of people can do is like get like one of those like wall-mounted units, like the the bag hanging off of it and going right into it. Sure. Something simple for one side of the shop maybe and another a full size unit for handling majority of your tools. Cause you also don't want to be running an entire shop off of one of those guys. And in reality, like, I have my, my joiners on the opposite side of my Listen, everything else. Listen,
0: those small dust collectors with the bags that hang off the wall, they're 650 CFM, but it doesn't last when you get past, like, three feet of hose or line attached to them.
1: But if you're running a 20-foot hose from the other side of the shop, it's just as crappy, if not worse. I, I know, that's so what, what I'm saying. You guys we are agreeing. To-
0: I'm agreeing. You're agreeing we're with agreeing. me, uh, You're, you're yeah. thinking we're arguing, oh. but we're agreeing. <laughs>
1: But basically, what I'm saying is, like, don't think of it as, like, one centralized, like, you need this one dust collector to run everything. Like, a P-Flux would be nice at every shop. But in reality, you can have two or maybe even three if you got a shop big enough. Like, Justin's apparently in a warehouse. I don't know. His shop looks massive. He has a spray room. It's great. Uh, so, like, you can have two, maybe three even set up around the shop. I know of some Of the wall mount things you're talking about. Of the wall well, the... Wall mounts, but there's usually like a central unit that's a little more dedicated to like the table saw and some other stuff. But don't think of it as like one system. Just start upgrading and then start throwing it in there because it's better. So, than when the should back. you do shop that? Bags. I think is the
0: question, Peter. No. As <laughs>
1: soon as you. get, exists. Like you said, sorry. <laughs> the, yeah, like you said, when you get tools that take four inch ports, 100% get one.
0: Yeah. You can literally. I don't, like I don't think Pete you have
1: said, to wait for multiples. You
0: can find. One I bought my first one for Got 125 it. bucks it was crap yeah. but it worked and then you can go to Harbor Freight and get one for 179 bucks that's a very powerful machine and can probably last you a few years it's, it's not amazing easy. but it works fine and it's under 200 bucks and 200 bucks is nothing i mean it's yeah. not free i know that that's a lot of money but 200 bucks for what you're doing is really overall a very inexpensive tool for a wood shop. Woodworking is very expensive. For your
1: lungs right. and everything, it's a small yeah. cost. If, Dan's got nothing. Uh, Justin, what do
4: you think? Yeah, I've
2: been banned from talking. <laughs> yeah, cut off. you're cut up. Sorry. <laughs>
4: um, yeah, I mean, pretty much ditto. Um, the only thing I would say, I mean, I have a you know, central vac system. I have a three horsepower that's mounted on the wall and ac ducting and all that stuff uh and i still get dust in my shop there's dust everywhere there's no way to, you you're never gonna of of dust. eliminate 100 no. i got that's two impossible. air scrubbers the one thing i would recommend highly is a peak safety power cap i know that was mentioned i think last week asking what it was
0: that's your respirator that is powered with for sure. and magic yeah.
4: That thing has been awesome. <laughs> now Fallon has a separate one in the spray booth that she uses. Um that's a totally different animal versus what I've been using. Um yeah. You're never gonna control all the dust. At least have something more than a shot back. Sorry, Dan. Love you. I love you too. Do <laughs> we lose Justin? Nope. No, oh, he okay. didn't pass
2: it oh, off. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Damn. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, uh,
1: Dan, do you have anything to add?
2: I really don't you have don't anything what? to add. As much as it pains me to say that Mike and Peter, right? What, a, what about right. me? Oh, you're right, too. Oh, okay, thank you. It's, just, it's, what's, like an, it's What's his name? It's just you an ondo- I think his name is Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's an ongoing <laughs> bit.
0: Listen, um, we actually need to get to Nick's question because it's specific to – to just to jeremy yes, specifically jeremy. To justin i was I gonna know. mention it us <laughs> to jeremy jeremy's Sneak just to jeremy. Yep. and then there's an hold on i'm trying to figure out what the other one
5: you messaged me about there justin hold on one second hey guys long time listener two-time caller one time <laughs> fill-in guest it's nick key key woodworks on the big myspace and i got two questions for you one for justin and one for all of you so here's the first one to justin how was the fire And the question I have for the rest of y'all is with the release of the newest app for the Apple watch called noise, you can actually monitor the decibel levels wherever you are wearing your watch. So I think I'm going to be taking advantage of this since I happen to be an Apple watch wearer, wearer, how about user, whatever. But I'm wondering if you guys would ever use it or a similar tech to monitor the l- noise levels in your shop and know when you should be wearing protection or when you don't need to or are you just always gonna wear protection regardless thanks fellas later love you
0: bye Pete I'm gonna throw this to you because I'm gonna try to find a-, a clip and you look the least visibly annoyed go <laughs>
1: <laughs> so He's an Apple I, I actually boy. this actually Where? brings me to kind of makes me think of the previous question of uh have anyone any one of us ever used a like a ppm like parts per million dust sensor in our shop? Uh, I know uh, a Wood Whisperer, uh, Mark Spagnola. Why do oh, I always right. forget his name? Um, it, he he's big on that. He actually measures the parts per million of sawdust that's in the air. He's big on respirators.
2: You know we're talking about that. decibels, right?
1: I know, okay. but I'm working it towards <laughs> oh, that. Okay. So. It's it kind of falls into the same camp of like, well, we, we don't really think about it that much. It's like, oh, if I don't see it, it's fine. Or if like if my ears don't hurt, if they don't ring after, I'm fine. But in reality, any little bit helps, whether you have uh even even if you throw like airpods into your ears, it's knocking out some of those sound waves that are going into your ears. So I don't use any monitoring apps. Uh I probably should. I don't have a new Apple Watch. I have a series two, so I'll see if it works with that. But it's definitely something, oh yeah, way, way to flex, Justin, great, he's got one. Yeah, he's, and he's actually physically flexing now, he's got <laughs> muscles, I get it. Okay, yeah, I can lift up people that are like past from fires. Okay, I'll save you, Pete, if you're
4: burning up in a fire. I <laughs> yeah. got you, I got you. I appreciate it. Oh, I know really CPR too. Oh god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh baby, give me the hind leg. Uh, anyways. It's <laughs> got weird. Totally different thing, I know.
0: That's your, that's your other um, podcast, Pete. Calm down.
1: <laughs> my, my that's our fans, only fans. Only fans, whatever it is. Yeah. Only fans, that's what it was. But yeah, it's something that we should all kind of think about more. I think technology doesn't come into our shop enough in most shops if we kind of like our tools are the most. Wrap it up, tense, holy cow,
0: Pete! Have. Jesus,
1: <laughs> I'm <just joking>. like, <laughs> yes, like you should be. We should all be doing this, and I, I I feel like a hypocrite because I have the access to some of this stuff and I don't use it. Uh, so, Mike, what about you?
0: Uh, real quick, I actually saw the notifications for that and shut it off. <laughs> uh embarrassingly but i i did shut it off cuz it was annoying but i am very actively lately trying to in the last like few months trying to be very good about ppe and using it so i've been wearing my earmuffs like the big 3m earmuffs and i've been using my respirator a lot more so um do you guys have anything of in, of value to throw into this cuz i want to get to one more question uh,
4: the the fire was very hot and and <laughs> we um
0: uh... <laughs> Can you keep I'm it up? S- I'm sorry it-
4: to say this, we lost a guinea pig.
0: <laughs> That's good. It's solid acting. Solid eight
2: out sorry, of four. Nick. All right. Oh, I have nothing of value to add. I don't wear. No, your you don't. Production. Just anger.
4: Oh, 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 right. oh, oh this hold next on, one. real quick. I don't wear watches. I do wear anytime. Um, especially milling up lumber or running the table saw or something. I do wear 3M ear, you know, muster, blue mm-hmm. tooth, all that stuff. I do wear those. So I think those work a lot better than the other brands. Yeah, ISO, I agree. Yeah,
5: they don't, those, yeah, yeah so I agree. could you guys speak up most. a
4: little bit?
0: I can't hear you. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to play this next question from Chris Upchurch. I'm pretty sure he's giving a bath to a child at the same time. So I'm not sure why he's thinking about us at the time, but he has a good question and really is directed towards uh, towards Jeremy.
5: Hey guys this is Chris from Upchurch Workshop. I have a question for Justin. Uh, hey man, I'm a firefighter myself and I was interested in what is your takes on building, creating uh, farmhouse or not farmhouse, firehouse tables uh, for stations. Uh, we use it, um, you know, three meals a day, um, get beat up a lot, uh, a lot of, you know, spilt, drink some food. We play a lot of dice games on there. And so I wonder if you had any uh, sort of tips on how to build um, really um, strong and stout tables um, and what kind of finishes you would use on top. Um, thanks for your uh, help, man. Take care, guys.
0: Justin, this is for you. Answer
4: it. Whole bath time was good. Sound like it was a lot of fun.
3: Um, so uh,
4: we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show the the kitchen table is uh the staple of the firehouse that's where a lot of discussions happen that's where it's where the, a lot of bonding between we spend a third of our life with these guys or gals uh that we you know work with at the fire department so a lot of time spends at the kitchen table um i actually plan on doing three for our stations here soon um So what I would suggest is live edge slabs because it's the easiest and also some sort of metal base. I think we're going to do some sort of like uh, epoxy inlay with our logo and station logo and all kinds of stuff. Um, As far as the finish, if you can spray it, uh, that's what I would recommend the, uh, the most and conversion varnish. Uh, or just any, any type of varnish is going to be the best. Uh, it's going to get beat up. There's, there's no way around it. You're not going to want to use any type of like penetrating oil or anything like that. Even though I'm a huge fan of Rubio, uh, I don't think that's the right application for that. It's going to get beat to heck. So what I would put on there is something like a Total Boat Halcyon. Satin. That's what we just did the eleven foot Perota slab with. Can I ask you real quick? Would you recommend that for an exterior use on this bench? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Okay. I mean, that's what it's for—is exterior. It's got right. It's an exterior. It's a varnish. It's got
0: UV. I mean, it's got the UV inhibitors
4: and stuff for sure. Uh, One thing with the total uh, boat—if you're going to use the satin, you're going to want to do two coats of gloss. And then two coats of satin. If you don't do the gloss beforehand and you just do the satin, it'll make it like almost cloudy because of the satin agent or whatever it is that's in there. Um, so we did two coats of sat or gloss and then did two coats of satin. Two hours between One coats? Hour. Yep. One hour. One we- hour.
2: Is that because the satin multiplies? And it just becomes cloudy. Yeah,
4: so whatever the satining agent that's in there, it'll make it cloudy. Now they that's what they recommended. They wanted us to just use the satin, but we weren't we weren't willing to test it like that. So we did two coats of gloss, two coats of satin, came out gorgeous. Nice satin finish. Um, another good finish to use is general finish, general finishes water-based conversion varnish. Um, that's what we'll be using on this uh, kitchen island as well. So, yeah, that's what uh, that's what I would spray on any of those. It's going to be the most durable finish for you for sure.
2: Would you would you recommend like a bar top epoxy, or something like super extra durable? Um. Honest, or you think that's overkill?
4: Honestly, I don't. I don't have any experience in it, so I'm not going to BS you on it. So <laughs> um, I appreciate yeah, that. Spray it, varnish. Well, none of us have any experience
0: with firehouse station uh, tables, so why don't we wrap this thing up, uh, Justin? slash Jeremy, thank you so much for being on <laughs> no. the show. No, Justin, seriously, thanks for being on the show. Thank really you. Damn. Thank you um, for his, his... Your name's Jeremy Fallon, right? Just to be...
4: Yeah. Just...
1: <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>
4: um, unfollow but Dan. Seriously, thanks for... Unfollow. Anyone that's <laughs> Cancel unfollow Dan. Ooh! On his own <laughs> show. <Bo>. No, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> no. Um, but seriously, thanks yeah, for coming you. on. And thank you. Thank know, you. Really appreciate it. Thank you for on. having me. Uh, I appreciate you guys.
0: Really don't want to get sappy but i'm glad that uh you know i'm glad to have you in the instagram world it's really always good talking to you man so you're good you got a lot of great information for sure yep. so go check out justin if you don't already um i'm looking and, forward to meeting you in person yeah. sometime
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> get out
0: um hey you know what should i bring up the negative review thing
1: yeah yeah the why not do it
0: yeah so there's a guy or gal we're pretty sure we know who it is who's leaving a one star review every couple weeks <laughs> on the podcast
1: under the same account. It's
0: the same account name, yeah. Every time, and uh, it's pretty funny.
4: Are they from Texas?
0: Huh? Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, for sure. Uh, they're leaving a one star review, and it's it's pretty funny at this point. Oh um,
4: my gosh! It.
0: <laughs> it's, and but the thing is, is when you leave a one star review and then you do it again, you don't get multiple one star reviews. It removes the first. So at this point, uh, it's just kind of fun. This is like the fourth or fifth one, and they're just kind of fun to watch. So, thank you to that person. It's really nice to know that uh, you're thinking of us and that you've made four separate one star reviews about our
3: show. They think about us a heck of a lot more than we think about them. Uh, Oh, for sure. Four stars total. (laughs) So anyway, you know,
0: it gives us
1: diversity because we've had We've only had five five star star
0: reviews, reviews, so we gotta have one in there eventually. He figured
1: out how it makes us more This person,
2: I should say, this person figured out how to make a one star review and not five star because like forever you could only leave five star reviews. Right.
0: Yeah, and to be yeah, fair, they probably had to pay someone to give them that review number anyway. So, um, <laughs> so we've got um, we've got, somebody <laughs> we've, got their feelings but anyway.
4: hurt. Okay, okay, we have to be sympathetic <laughs> to people like this. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. only five.
1: <gasps> um, no. So anyway, if, if you guys want to show that person how to leave a proper <laughs> review, yeah, you maybe. should do so.
0: Seriously, leave a five nice star save review, Pete. And yeah, it really does. It really does help <laughs> the show. Um. Actually, you know, I say it really does, but we don't really know how it does. But we just really we're just assuming, it just really. We, we're assuming it does. We yeah. think it helps with the ratings on the weekly charts, but we actually don't really know. But it really does help when other people are going to go look at the show and they see, oh, this show has three five star reviews, but ours has a hundred and seventy. So we really appreciate those one star re- or those five star reviews. Algorithms. Uh, if you could just, how it's do they it's work. work? They go in. It's they more. go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one knows how they. Do. It's more about impressions and first eyes. So, if you are a fan of the show, please leave a five star review. Uh, it really helps a lot for the people who are seeing it for the first time and wanting to check it out. So, um, you know, we're proud to say we const- we chart every every single week. We never fall out of the top. Uh, double digits and charts ever we haven't in, in months so we're really thankful yep. to you guys who listen every week we know that the downloads is a big part of that we do know that <laughs> the 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 charts and stuff are really obscure but we're really proud really proud of that so thank you to everyone who supports us thank you to everyone who listens and downloads and checks out the show and shares us sharing is the biggest thing share us in your stories um we really appreciate that the people who do that are just amazing um Next week we have like six bl- uh, layover questions that are going to go into next week's folder. <laughs> so um, we we probably don't need a whole that bunch next week. But please don't let that stop you from bringing them in. Get us the questions, okay. and we'll uh, always. It's always good to have a backlog. So.
2: We might we might run into a dry season like where we need long. more questions. It so we could Yeah, just-
0: sometimes around the holidays, like when there's a big family gathering, people get busy, and we are still going to do a show. Yeah. So send in the questions. If we get a backlog, we get a backlog. So we're
2: we really going to be here that. on Christmas Day.
4: I can be here next week if you be- want we'll let you know see you there
2: buddy. um we <laughs> thanks jeremy
4: uh,
2: <laughs> he's gonna kill
0: me he's gonna kill you um <laughs> no but seriously I think that's it thank you to the patrons thank you to everyone who listens thank you for Justin for being on uh I will mention that you're gonna be on the show every week in perpetuity from now on just because it's a funny bit now it is and, uh, <laughs> we really do appreciate your time and you're on here with us thank you so thank you so very much now let's call
2: this thing before you call uh, it before you call it I really want to say uh Directly to Justin, thank you for being on. I really appreciate Come it. In. I do know who you are. <laughs>
4: it's just a bit uh, I'm very surprised. Right. I didn't think you knew who I was.
3: Thinking. I know you. I love you, though. I
4: love <laughs> you
0: too, buddy. There's a bunch of love here. Seriously, Thanks, guys. nothing but appreciate love. You. This is All right. really weird. We love you too, Pete. Pete has to make it. Love you, yeah, Mike. <laughs> hey,
4: I love you, Justin.
0: All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye.
2: Love you a long time. Bye.
1: Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store?